Chairman and Randy Show. We've been very busy as of late, but we're really glad to have you here with us. It's been a long time. What has it been like? Almost two months? Something like that. Yeah, maybe even more. It's been a while, but what's up, everybody? How you doing? Old school. We're going old school local podcasts with you guys. It seems like we've been doing a lot of videos as of late with the webcast and Kerncast and the leadoff and Danger Zone. But we like to do the old school audio podcast because it keeps it real. Kind of, this is where everything began for us. Can I do love it. it. You can do it in your underwear or whatever. Right, like we're actually both naked right now in a sauna. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, with the last week we heard about the passing. I mean, this is what we're here for. Yeah. I mean, other than because we get to do a show together again, which we haven't done in a while. But um, with the passing of Art Bell. And we had always given another talk show host credit for us getting together and meeting and all that. And I guess through him, it kind of all got put together. But what we did know is that what we wanted to do with stuff on air and was set in place long before that. Oh, yeah, most definitely. It's funny because Art Bell... I mean, first of all, when did you when did you start listening to him? I started doing some math. It's late '80s, dude. Last uh, night I started looking at it because, see, I remember his show because he used to like his show was um, he would do like four four nights a week or so of like political talk and shit like that. That's where he began, right? Right, and then he would he would like on Fridays he would he would sneak in wacky paranormal night or whatever and. Or what day of the week? And, like, maybe it was Wednesday or something. I can't remember. But, like, and that was the one you always want to listen to. Because I'll tell you how I started listening to it. What I would do is, I, is KNZR. I'd have it on 1560. Playing Nintendo. <laughs> playing some stupid-ass baseball series. Like, Baseball Stars, I think, is what it was. Where you're trying to make the money to upgrade your players and yeah, all that. Yeah, So I'm playing Baseball Stars. And I get tired of the video games, so I would listen to something else. So I'd listen to the Dodger games on the radio. Yep, I remember. Well, Dodger games didn't, you know, start at seven, seven thirty, and at ten o'clock, coast to coast would kick on. Usually tape delayed, not tape delayed, but they would kick in live to it, and you start hearing the show, and I'd just get lazy or whatever, and just leave it on. There was background noise in the background that I didn't have to mess with, and started listening to it. And I started listening to it like he was still. I don't even know if you remember this before he moved to his home studio. He used to broadcast from uh, the Union Plaza, the casino in Vegas. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and that was the, the opening. <clears throat> would say something about that. I remember in the original opening from well, I say original, but when I when I first started listening, it was it, it was always creepy the way they led the show in. I so for me it was mid '90s, '94, '95, '96, and I'd get in trouble a lot, man. And my mom would take all my shit away. You know, she'd take away my desk, all my toys, anything that brought me any kind of joy. Any stimulus. Anything. She'd take it away. That was how I was on restriction. My mom never used the term grounded. She always said, you were on restriction. And 
she'd leave me an alarm clock because I had to wake up for school. Part of the punishment, wake yourself up for school. What she didn't realize is that on the alarm clock was radio. And it was hard to pick up FM, but for whatever reason, AM would always come in on those old little black oh, alarm yeah. clocks. You know, you got the, the antenna cord that was like it was two a fucking feet. wire. It was a wire. So I would put that next to my pillow because I'd be afraid that I'd sleep through my alarm and piss her off the next morning. And the only station that would ever come through was local talk radio at the time, and that was KNZR. And I remember laying in bed late at night listening to everything from aliens to ghosts to demonic possession to like herbal remedies and witchcraft and missing persons Bigfoot fucking name it man there were some nights when you had to turn that shit off there's a couple nights where I like you're sitting there late at night staring at the ceiling and it was dark and I'm like you know what fuck this yeah it got creepy the way my house would sit there was I lived on a cul-de-sac and the light at the end of the cul-de-sac would light up the front of our house and my bedroom a certain way to where it it would creep me out and I'd always like I would never have my bed near the window it would always be like across the room so I could see out that motherfucker because I didn't know if there was going to be wait some for big, the tree to come grab you like in Poltergeist <laughs> or big some big alien head but it was creepy man and I and I got up until that point I never listened to talk radio at all ever and my dad would listen to it when he'd go to work and I'd go to work with him and listen I'd early like Rush Limbaugh but I couldn't relate to that. And it was always weird because when you would switch it from FM to AM. The hum. Right. Well, because like I'd switch it over to, to FM and it would be 106.3 Crab. Remember Crab was, mm-hmm. Crab Radio was 106.3 before it was 106.1. And this is in 95, 96. And for whatever reason, they would play that Korn song, Blind. Korn's first, very first single. They would play that song. In the middle of the night, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's because it was a local band. It didn't get much airtime during the day, but I would wake up every night and I'd hear that little, that symbol, you know. Yeah, that probably gives a DJ, you know, yeah. like they're like shit. Nobody. Well, you know what? If you remember, depending on what time of the year it was, because my buddy was he worked there. Um, like Crab was basically like they got rid of. There's a period where they got rid of all their DJs and everything, and yeah. it was just like. They ran a couple of like national shows, and it was he was just plugging in tapes. So that was shit. That was my probably my buddy running it. To tell you the truth, it was, but it was creepy because that song, that when you listen, and all of you know what song I'm talking about. And if you don't, go look up "Corn Blind," and it opens up with the uh, symbol being tapped, and then it you know gets the gets the da 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 da. And I remember who song. is this band, and I and they never say it because it was radio. Maybe it was pre-recorded. They're running it. The DJ would never come in and say. Oh, that was Corn with Blind. And I was like, who is, what is this song I keep hearing? And it would be over with, and I'd switch right over, and I'd listen to Coast to Coast. So for me, it was like this weird combination of paranormal talk radio with this new metal music that was really kind of influencing me at the time. I was at that age, puberty, 7th, 8th grade, and my mind was kind of expanding. I was smoking weed for the first time. You know, with my friends in the neighborhood and whatever. And I would, over time, I got very, it was a normal thing, dude. Every night, Coast to Coast had to be playing. Well, and the, his voice was what did it. The cool thing, like, that's a lost art. There's a couple guys who can still do it. Phil Hendry's one of these guys. And that, because, like, it would freak you out. Like, I know more about radio now. 
and stuff that people do. And I went back and listened to some of the famous calls in the last week. The the guy going into Area 51. I listened to the pilot flying in. <laughs> I listened to Mel's whole parts of it. And so that let, let, let's they're bits. That was fucking. <laughs> they're bits, and that's why Phil Hendry. Because you know what Phil Hendry does, right? Yeah. Phil Hendry does a show where he has all these different voices and everything like that, yeah. and it's all him. The callers, the guest. It's all him. He's flipping around. He, it's like watching a, a Chinese fire drill when he's on there because he's grabbing the phone and he's like, yeah, so, so, and he's muting mics, flipping phones and Think all that. Think about the talent. He's that a that fucking takes. genius. Dude, if you watch him do it, it's fucking We've been amazing. in this whole webcast, podcast, radio game uh, quite a while now, man. I, you know, three years, whatever, but that is fucking difficult, bro. It's fucking amazing. Could you imagine the effort that that takes to do Well, and, and what's funny and the greatest thing on that show is when he fucks up. Like when he's supposed to be doing, because he does like a chick voice. He'll have a chick voice on there, an old man voice, and like him talking to him, you know? Yeah. And what's great is when he fucks up and he's like talking as the chick, but it's him talking, and he's like, ah, oh, fuck, I fucked it up. And like he'll just start laughing, and then he'll just go. But yeah, he did brutal. a parody, he does Art Bell parody. Like, yeah. and, and this week he's doing all this whole tribute of uh, the Art Bell shows that he did. And it's so funny, dude, like, because he does, like, the Peeman Enterprises, which was a sea crane company, and he's talking about, here's a hand-cranked chili maker to turn your feces into uh, to chili yeah. in case of fucking, you know, because of the, Y2K. <laughs> but that's another thing, is that even the ads that were on, it's like everyone that advertised on Art Bell, the hand-cranked radios, it's like, wait a minute. I still remember the fucking sea crane company, all right? <laughs> I looked it up yesterday. <laughs> the hand-cranked radios were crazy because it took me, like, years, man years to understand what really until I joined the military I was like wait wait oh so this is what a hand crank radio is it's when you can't find batteries and you gotta charge that shit yourself it, it, Art Bell did so much man for for just a certain particular individual listening to talk radio and, and it transcended race political views religious views it, he talked about things that while you might not agree with it or believe in it you were still listening. And for me, what did it is the very, I mean, the, I want to say the one thing that did it is I was listening one night and I actually heard this happen live. Uh, a phone rings, he takes a caller, and it's this guy. And he's clearly like visibly shaken. Now, you can tell when someone's lying or someone's making something up or doing a bit, like you were just saying, or when it's legitimate. And this guy's, and I don't know if you remember this, but this guy's on the phone, he's like talking about the elite, they're, they're, they're after him, you know, he knows things, and there, there's a lot, of, he's just talking about, he's, he's afraid, man. Was he the time traveler? No, it wasn't the time traveler guy, it was this normal dude that called in, he's like scaring, like he's crying, he's like... You know, I'm in. A, I'm in a pay. It's phone. a frantic caller. It's a guy who. The frantic uh, caller. I listened. I, I posted a link to it the yeah, other night. Yeah, it's the frantic caller guy, exactly. And he all of a sudden the phone just cuts out, and Art Bell was like, "Okay." Um, but see, to me, that's the bit. Did you have the I, phone cut out? But I don't think this one was though. <laughs> I, I for years, and I'm talking for the past twenty years of my life, I have literally sat back many times and said, "Was that?" And I've listened to it. And I said, was that real? Because it very well could be fake. You know, someone could, it could have been a bit. But if that's a bit, that was probably one of the most perfectly played out Oh, there's out some bit. great, I mean, some great, um, 
the cool, like, you got to realize, too, is, like, because we've talked about doing that show, something like that. A paranormal show, yeah. I mean, and I would love to, if I had the hours. Oh, the time. Or the schedule, but I'd want to do it. Well, because people ten o'clock at night, you can get people drawn in, dude. It, uh, I mean, I know because he would start at ten and go till one, what? and then well, Three. yeah, one, well, one, and then it, and then it replay. And here's what's crazy about coast to coast. So this is, uh, but then he go ten to three, and then it went three to five and replay. I think it was always ten to one, and then it would replay because I remember, I swear, man, I remember going to sleep. Waking up in the middle of the night and hearing something I had heard a couple hours ago before I went to sleep. You freak yourself out because you knew what they were going to say next. Yeah, you didn't know because you were dozing off in that part, and you're like, "He's going to say this." And you're like, "What the fuck?" He had a way of talking about things. My favorite guest of his of all time was Father Malachi Martin, because growing up in a Catholic household, growing up in a very strict Italian-based, Italian-rooted Catholic household, angels and demons and God and the devil and exorcisms and all that stuff was something that was talked about regularly among the women in my family mostly. But when Kill. he had, when he had Father Malachi Martin on the I don't want to say the first time, but I, I remember when when I first heard him, first time for me as well. Well, I posted that too the last night the, the for his first interview. Holy with him. shit, dude! Just listening to this guy. A priest, somebody who—I mean, my family. Uh, the way well, we, he sounds like one of the fucking Avengers of fucking like religion. You know yeah, what I'm oh, saying? Yeah, like he's fighting Satan. Yeah, on a daily like he's basis. fucking beating the devil out of the yeah. fucking door. You and, know? and I'm sitting here at the time as a devout Catholic. Crucifixes all over my house, all over my bedroom. You know, I, I'm like, oh my god! You'd have like, shit your pants if one of those would have fell off the wall right when you were listening to that. It would have been over. And it was for that. For me, it was. It was that was the favorite guest. And then Bob Lazar. Uh, the guy who who supposedly worked at Area 51 and came yeah. out and a lot of people say that guy is a government shrill and he's just a uh, you know he's just one of those guys that puts out information to kind of steer people away whatever I mean and then there's the other guy the UFO guy the famous UFO Whitney guy Whit- no Whitney Strieber's the communion guy but I'm gonna tell you something about Whitney Richard Sh- Hoagland no fuck Richard Hoagland dude Richard Hoagland to me which is, was I, the one that they're building fucking bases on fucking Mars that that's Hoagland? Richard Hoagland so in case you get, we've lost you Richard Hoagland's this guy that would call in all the time talking about and Linda Moulton Howe's another one no that yeah she's those fan, two yeah. right there Linda Moulton Howe and Richard C. Hoagland are two of the guests that I have on that like I want to believe that there are secret bases on, on Mars and Earth and that there's evidence and pictures and NASA's covering stuff up. I want to believe that. But see, you I, just said exactly why it worked, too. I want to believe. Right. The X-Files was out at the same time. Yes, with that same saying. I yeah. want to believe. Uh, but, you know, again, and maybe there was some truth to some of the things, but it's just the way that these people talk that I listened, but they annoyed me. So I always kind of kept the middle ground with everything. Uh, Whitney Strieber, though, man, you were talking about that. The, do you remember when that movie Communion came out? Mm, no. So Whitney Strieber. I don't even know if I remember the movie. Like. So Whitney Strieber is this guy who had a bunch of people at his house one night. It was Christmas time, and you know people get abducted out of his house, and, and he's abducted after that. And he wrote a book called Communion. And I remember going into the bookstore in town. I don't know which one it was, but I went to a bookstore in town as I was the same age listening to this. And 
there it is right there on the shelf when you walk in, and it says communion on the bottom, and and the whole cover of the book is the face of this gray alien, and it just jumps out at you, and it's like, oh fuck. Like, you walk in, you're like, I don't want to look at it, I don't want to look at it. But no matter where you go in the store, you feel like that book like covers... Like your about to get probed. <laughs> so, but that time frame, X-Files, Whitney Strieber's book release of Communion, then they came out with the movie, and the guy that played Whitney Strieber was, um, believe it or not, was, uh, oh my god, cowbell guy. Um, oh my, I'm drawing a blank Chris here. Reeve? No, no, cowboy, cowbell guy. Oh, so, cowbell. Christopher Walken? Christopher Walken. So I Chris, said Kyle or first. I was like, oh. Cowbell. So Christopher Walken played this guy. And if you look at Christopher Walken in this movie, he looks well, very plastic. Christopher Walken's a crazy looking He's a, he's a creepy looking, looking dude, too. Fuck. But that was a time for me, man, going into adolescence that really just had me fucking scared out of my mind every night, man. Like, is this shit real? I'm living on White Lane and... and Buena Vista area and there's all open fields and it's like every time a fucking light would go on out in the fields I'm like what is that well then half the time too it was like you were listening to something that you weren't supposed to so you're waiting for fucking Black Hawk helicopters to show up on your <laughs> roof you know that you'd fucking learn some information that you know it was scary man it was definitely scary I know you were a little bit older at the time but but it was but it was the right time for it, it. Was. Like, because, it no, was. Well, the, well the right time in technology was because fucking Art Bell was talking about websites and Fuck the early nineties. Artificial 90s. intelligence. Well, and, website like yeah. come to my website. Like, what the fuck do you need a website for? That was before I got my first web TV. <laughs> you know, I got web TV to check out fucking coast to coast AM website to look at the ghost pictures. It was getting big right around the time of the internet because what had happened was is that this was this was he was talking about topics and discussions that you know you had TV shows like Factor Fiction, In Search of. Remember the TV show Sightings? Yeah. Okay. In search of some creepy shit. Spock was a creepy fuck. Sighting Unsolved Mysteries. Okay. These are the time when these TV shows would come on once a week. and it, I mean, Unsolved Mysteries was another one, dude. With that fucking dude's voice and that music. Robert Stack, that creepy bastard. I think that was his name. The intro alone had me fucking scared. But, but then you watch the Beavis and Butthead movie, and he's talking about fucking yeah, probing he, their yeah. assholes <laughs> and fucking full body cavity searches. But that was the time, though. And it was it, it just it was a perfect time for people to want to not talk about. Well, there was the a new. We were stepping out, like uh, uh, broadening our perspectives on things. Well, the computer had just got out. We could we didn't have to go to a library to get this information. It was like all this shit was being released all at once. Like there was a flood of, you know, this new, you know, and it was just the right time for it. Not to mention you had like. All the you know, you're coming out of the '80s, which was all self-absorbed and all about me get mine more. And it's like, is there more out here? Is there this? Are they hiding shit from us? You know? Yeah. And the beginning of the conspiracy. And I mean, then you get into like art getting shit over Hellbop and Heaven's Gate. Yeah, because remember that's when that Heaven's Gate. That's no, that's where it started. Time. Like, there was a caller, like, and they don't know if it was one of them or whatever, but he took shit for it that. The whole thing about that there's a, a vehicle behind that comment was out on his show, and he took a lot of heat for those people putting on their Nikes and, you know, taking Yeah, care but of this is also the same time that, you know, crop circles were kind of getting big, and people were, you know, trying to figure out what the fuck was going on with crop circles. And, you know, the internet wasn't invented yet, man. So we didn't have smartphones, we didn't have access to Well, you to couldn't disprove everything. 
you know immediately and, right like i mean it now now you put a picture out there and you're gonna have a billion eyes on it all looking to discredit it you know and like have you noticed that though like since social media and smartphones have come around you don't really see a whole lot of UFO videos anymore or well, it's imagination period our sense of wonder is gone and like you know and but we're also becoming too I think reliant not reliant on facts I'll say but like that we have to see it not believe it it's, it's imagination or you know looking for a different answer those are different times and it's, it's so funny because you're talking that was 20 years ago really when it started kicking off and for me that's what got me into the whole talk radio f- fandom or you might want to say like a listener not just a listener but somebody who felt like I was a part of something because you know Inga Barks told me something recently we were having a conversation and she says you know the thing about an audience is that an audience feels like they own a part of you they look forward to hearing you they you know for her it's three to, it was three to six every day you know they they looked forward to listening to Inga they knew oh if they don't well, even know what time it is, but if it's if they hear Inga's voice in the radio, they know it's between three and six, right? And what's supposed to happen during that time of the day, and if that you know the, the number, well, that and there's certain things that all these shows cover, but you want to hear a certain person's take on all these events. You yeah, know, you're going to yeah. hear all the same hosts, and that's why you turn into a certain person. Yeah, and it, and it broadens your perspective on things, and you want to—I mean, you want to learn more about stuff. The the thing for me that was always fascinating, of course, was the aliens and space and all that. But I really enjoyed listening to him talk to people about spirituality and what happens after you die, because these are times in my life where you know my grandmother, my great grandmother passed away, and that was the first big death I experienced. So for me, it was—you know—everyone's talking about oh, she's with God, you know, and. Before she left, she was staring at something, and maybe she saw something. And I'm going home from all this, laying in bed, listening to Coast to Coast, and I'm like, man. body experiences and remote viewing starts popping up. Mm. Yeah, exactly, all that stuff. And then you start listening about government experiments and the Philadelphia Project and all this crazy stuff. Fucking HARP. Yeah, and HARP, the weather control system, and DARPA. And you're like, all this stuff is real. It's tangible. It's very real. But what are they doing? You know, it. you've watched all this stuff unfold. Seeding clouds. And, I you mean, know, and now we're in 2018, and all this stuff is like right... Chemtrails. Yeah, it's staring us right in the face, and maybe there's some truth to it, maybe there's not. But, but the fact that we question it, I think Art Bell taught people how to question everything. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't the X-Files necessarily that did it, or... It, it was definitely Art Bell who had a huge, huge impact on that. And just look at all the people, man. Did you see the, uh, not just my post, but everyone's post, yours. Everyone who posted about his death, it was amazing to me because I was looking at conservatives, liberals, gay people, straight people, so many people. Well, the guy was a fucking, Listen I mean, to him. That time of night, and not to mention, that was XM radio before XM radio. Like, where you, like, with XM, you can, like, or Sirius XM, you can turn on and you can catch the same station, you know, wherever you go. You don't have to change yeah. the dial. But the fact is, is you're out there late at night, and he had flamethrower radio stations they're subscribed to. So you lose them out in New Mexico, and you're going to Oklahoma. You flip the dial over a couple and spots, you and you're going to find them somewhere that, else. That happened. Let me tell you what happened. You'll catch that in a commercial break. You know, you can catch back up. And I want to say it was 2000, had to have been 2006, 2007. So when I decided to leave the National Guard and go on active duty, I, I left ahead of my wife so I can go get, like, this retrain. 
You know, because they're like, oh, you've been on National Guard, but you're coming on active duty. You have to go through this, you know, two-month retrain cycle. So whatever. So I fly out to Fort Benning. I land in Columbus, Georgia. And I, this is before Uber and Lyft, so 2006. I wave down a taxi dude outside of the airport. And we get in. And he's, you know, the taxis down there, a lot of them are station wagons. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So I'm in this station wagon with this good old boy white dude. And he is listening to Coast to Coast. And I'm like, wow, you listen to George Norrie? Now, George Norrie replaced Art Bell. And I said, you listen to George Norrie and Coast to Coast? He goes, man, let me tell you, I've been listening since the Art Bell days. He goes, I'm up all night driving soldiers around. I'm up all night going back and forth to base. This gets me through the night. And I'm thinking to myself, after George, after Art Bell just passed away, like how many people I've come in contact that listen to that show. I would argue, and tell me how you feel about this, that Art Bell had more of a listenership, more of a, a larger audience than Howard Stern. Yeah. Hands down. Just affiliate-wise. That guy had 600 affiliates at one time or something like that. And you just, like, I don't know, like, Stern might have beat him like on TSL, which is time spent listening. Yeah. But I don't. I I disagree with that too. But I'm just saying because a lot of that could have been truck drivers flipping around because the station wouldn't be able. Which they didn't monitor it like that. I mean, either. think of how many people were just up at night and they're not gonna. I mean, it's because just, it changed. It wasn't here's fucking you know every three hours you're gonna hear fucking the same Waylon Jennings song or whatever on some shitty AM station. You know, no, it was like it was something and it was thought provoking. To keep you from, you know, keeping it between the ditches, you know, so you're fucking throw your truck in. And it felt like that, like I said, you could find it anywhere. So no matter where you were, you weren't that far from home, it felt like. No, exactly. Because that's when yeah. I was, like, when I was away in college. Well, every place I went. When I was halfway sober, but um, <laughs> which wasn't that often. But I could still flip onto it and be like, oh, okay, like, that's home. Like, that's, you know. Every place I went around the country I would always I mean you're talking this is before smartphones and everything I would always listen on an alarm clock or on a little radio or whatever I had on me with headphones I would always listen do that one shitty AM fucking clock radio speaker and go through from right to left trying to find coast to coast at night I would it, it, for me, because especially... And it was always the strongest fucking single station. Yes, you could ever it find. was. It was. Isn't that interesting? That it was always the strongest AM station that carried him. Because that's good programming. Um, well, you got to imagine, he's drawing the listeners. If you get a show that draws the listeners, like advertisers, you know, you're going to, you know, that's what you're going to want to hit with. Um, there's a story I got to tell. We got married October 26th in 1996. And... We had our plan was honeymoon in Vegas afterwards. We got married here, honeymoon in Vegas afterwards. The one thing that I made sure to bring was a little fucking radio because all every right around Halloween, depending when it fell, it was the Ghost to Ghost AM show. Ghost to Ghost, yep. So we had a um, the Luxor was pretty new at that point and bought like one of the big, big high up suites. Wow, and um. Facing the strip. So there's an there was I don't know if it's still there or not. Yeah, it's still there because I saw it during the Vegas shoot, I think. There's an AM PM right down in the corner. So I was like, all right, wife was getting a little tired and my whole point was to get her plan was to get her to go to sleep anyway. <laughs> so the whole plan was is me, I go down there, I get an eighteen pack of beer and I'm gonna sit in a jacuzzi overlooking the strip all and listen to Ghost to Ghost AM 
in the fucking jacuzzi. What, fucking a, cool, what a cool scenario, Getting man. drunk as piss, fucking freaking myself out in a different surrounding room and just like with the Vegas lights going on. Yeah, and, and that's what it did, dude. Lightning that, back in the mountain. It was fucking badass, that's dude. That's fucking so cool, bro. See, that's what Coast to Coast did for people who were loyal listeners and, and were, were part of that whole... I guess family. You might Not to mention, call. I was like, that fucker's right over there somewhere. Like, I could probably see his house. Perump's fucking 20 miles from Vegas. I'm like, I'm up on that fucking 35th floor. That bastard's was fucking broadcasting from right there somewhere. <laughs> it's so cool, man, because I, he would just follow you no matter where you went. It, it's like you go on vacation somewhere. You're driving. Well, it's I mean, grandpa's voice, too, you know. It like, was like, it, well, he, it was a unique voice, man. A lot of these radio greats, they have, the, they have a voice that... Yeah, I'm never. And I, as much it. as My I can't, sucks. as much as I can't stand him, Rush Limbaugh has a, his voice helps tell the narrative that he's trying to, to spew out and talk about. I mean, you know, people have like Mark Levin, another political talk radio heard. host. That guy's fucking annoying, but people listen to him. You know, but Art well, Bell. Well, that fucking announcer that Art Bell had. Fuck, I can't think of his name right now. The guy that came on. Oh like, yeah, the yeah, guy yeah. with a yeah. set of balls that were probably like you know, fucking wrecking balls. You know. That so, deep voice. It, it, I, I want to say I've seen that guy somewhere, like on TV or something. I'm like, oh my God, that's the Coast to Coast guy. And I can't remember where, so I don't. I probably shouldn't even mention it. But anyways, Art Bell was the godfather of a, a particular audience, man. A particular, I think everybody who went into podcasting, everybody who started any kind of paranormal group, Anybody who was ever a conspiracy theorist... I was going to say, and a lot of pain in the asses, too. Yeah, know? a lot of pain in the asses. But anybody who was ever into questioning the world around you, man. Like, what are... What Is are the roles it? of the government, man? What's the government really doing, man? What's with these backdoor deals? Because he wouldn't just talk about paranormal stuff. Look at 9-11, okay? Look at how he... And that was more the George Nor- Norrie era, but he was still around... But look at how when things would happen, he would bring people in and he would get different perspectives on what was going on. Well, he did, to a degree, what we kind of set out to do. He never really, unless the guest was a complete asshole, he never fought with them. No. Some of the phone calls he would get, he knew it was complete fucking whack job, man. People would well, call Well, you could in. tell when he was playing, too. Like, when he started, like... <laughs> but, um... <laughs> but, um... He'd let them tell us to have a conversation. Yeah. You know? Now, well, yeah. The people that would call in that would say things like, oh, my mother was a werewolf. I saw her transform in the kitchen or, you know, just some whatever. Hokamami bullshit. He he would. You can, you can tell by like. See, that's the show I want to do. But <laughs> I want to have it muted where we can play sound effects with like the cuckoo clock and shit behind it as this guy's telling us the story. And we have the whole point is to try and like who can hold and not laugh or we can hear the sound effects. And you have a sound effects board, and I have a sound effects board, and we play whatever sound effects while this guy is talking to see if we can make each other laugh. And That's funny, man. Yeah, but he never did that, though. You know what I mean? He never poked fun at anybody. Every once in a while. But, yeah, I mean, with all the shit. But that's the part of it, though, is that you have, like, I think, too, though, that was a lot of his downfall to a degree, too, is he brought in the crazy so, like, there was points where, he'd, you know, he said that he was, you know, could, like, I mean, we got to talk about all his retirements. Well, yeah. Well, I think all of his retirements, I, I think for him, it was, it was, looking in hindsight, 
Maybe he was getting bored with it. No, there's one or two. There was a couple, like the early ones that were involved. Do you ever hear the story about his son? Uh, yeah, briefly. He retired and some shortwave radio thing had recorded. If I can find it right here. Some shortwave uh, radio company had reported that um, there was going to be some kind of uh, charges brought up against him. And he retired like right away that there was going to be a criminal indictment. The facts of the matter becoming public knowledge in 2000. It was revealed that an actual criminal indictment was filed against a person who had assaulted a member of his family. Oh. Okay. Well, so that got out, came out. Um, then he announced his retirement, said it would occur. Um, he had to retire again to resolve a family crisis. What had happened is one of his son's teachers molested him and willfully tried to give him HIV and AIDS. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like he had a he had his kid with another um, was another one. It's right here to see. Uh, it was later explained Bell had to deal with the aftermath of the kidnap and sexual assault of his son. Brian LaPlay, a substitute teacher, was convicted of sexual assault and attempted transmission of HIV and was sentenced to 10 to 25 years. Wow. Yeah. Crazy how that was always kept under wrap, though. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, think about that. If that were to happen now, today, 18 years later, that shit would be all over the place. Social media. I don't remember ever hearing anything yeah, like that. Yeah, I, I remember, like, well, he had kind of kept it guarded, and then, like, I had heard about it back then. I mean, I knew about it years ago. But see, yeah, those are the days when you can do that. Well, yeah. You, you know what I mean? You, you can't do that now. You can't. And that's that sucks, man. You know, I remember he moved to the Philippines, mm-hmm. and he would, every now and then, he would guest host for George Norrie after George Norrie filled in for him, or took over. And, again, George Norrie was cool, but I was never really... Nah. He George Norrie, the show was very much alive because of the guests and the topics. Art Bell created something, and that was never going to die. I don't think it ever will die. I think right now they have Ian Punnett doing it. No, it's still George Norrie. He announced his death the other day. I might put it. I might put it on the end of this show. Oh, he did the announcement of it. Uh, yeah, um, he still does it. Punnett, Punnett. I don't know if he does weekends or not anymore. I haven't listened in a long time. But, but even then, like these George things, Norrie to me is. Did you ever watch Dukes of Hazard when you were a kid? No. No, I mean, I know it. I just okay. never watched well, it. Well, you had Bo and Luke. Mm-hmm. You're fucking Dukes of Hazard, right? And they were the dudes, and they had the orange car. Mm-hmm. That shit ruled, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there was a contract dispute a couple seasons in where they, Bo and Duke wanted some more money. Uh-huh. CBS said, fuck you. We'll hire these two jackoffs. Their cousins show up on the show for like a season or two. They were Coy and Vance. Well, Coy and Vance still had the fucking badass orange car, but... Coy and Vance sucked balls, so they told Coy and Vance to fucking kick rocks, and they brought Bo and Luke back. George Norrie's Coy and Vance. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. Makes perfect sense, because George Norrie, I, I don't want to say I don't like him, but he's, he's just not Because you got the vehicle, you got all the cool shit there, but nah, it's just like, no, nah, you ain't the dude driving the car. You ain't the dude, like... Oh, I'd get excited, because there was for a while I know that there was like... Well, there'd be a release, too, like on the website. Art Bell is going to be guest hosting. Right. It would always be put out. And, I mean, you but knew dude, it was going to be good. You had appointment listening for a fucking radio show that came on at 10 o'clock at night. Like, oh, shit, this person's going to be on? It, it was. I'm all in, you know? And you know what's sad is that, did you ever subscribe to it? Did you ever, I want to say back in 2000 and... Oh, it was Backstage Pass or whatever? Yeah. Well, 2011, I subscribed to it. I got my very first iPhone. It was an iPhone 3. 
and I da- one of the first apps I downloaded, dude, one of the very first apps I ever downloaded was Facebook. Okay, but my second app was Coast to Coast. Porno. Yeah, but because I downloaded Coast to Coast, I immediately subscribed, and I felt like, you know what? I am dedicated now. Now I can listen to Coast to Coast whenever, wherever. That was how the ad went. Whenever, wherever. And you can go back to Anywhere past shows. That was when I first started kind of getting deep into podcasts. And unfortunately what happened, and I'm, I'm to blame here in my particular case, is then my horizon opened up. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. What's this show? Paranormal podcast? What's this? You know, who, who is this guy, man? Like, Ground Zero Radio well, with Clyde Lewis? But I started broadening my perspective and I for the past four years man I'm just not mine was like with the app with Coast to Coast like because I had a job you remember that job I had when I was managing check cashing stores and yeah, I'd go yeah. sleep underneath the, like because I'd play video games and drink all night and then I'd yeah. go sleep underneath the desk yeah and um that shit rules <laughs> I had a fucking pillow and a blanket and a desk and i just kick that shit out and go underneath the desk and sleep that was the best shit ever and make good money dude um but, so I'd listen, like, I'd like, well, because I'd play games, like, SOCOM all night online, so I'd be like, and drink, and I'd be like, well, I'll, I'll get the app, and I'll listen to that during the day. And it just didn't have the same for me during the day. Mm-hmm. You needed that creepy stillness of night where you were focused. Because that just shows that your mind, yeah, he's painting a picture for you, but your mind is creepier than, you know, like, and what you, what you can imagine, like, reading a book. Yeah. Because the 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 the, audio, the visual is not shown for you. You know who I fucking hated. You want to talk about a guest? I hated the. I don't like. It used to get me when I was a kid. Is um, like leaving it on USA up all night watching fucking Ronda Shear and fucking <laughs> USA Billy up all night. That right. chick, the blonde chick, I remember her. Right, and you're watching all them fucking shitty fucking half fucking toxic Avengers beat off <laughs> movies or not? But um, Friday night. Did wake up and the fucking exorcist would be on in the middle of the night. And it wasn't the fact, it was that bitch's voice. That yeah. fuck, fuck that. Like, I wouldn't even want to look at my TV. I wouldn't want to move, dude. That was like having a leg cramp. Well, they drew you in. No, it was just the voice. I'd hear that. And I'm like, oh, fuck you. Turn this shit off. But when they'd have those fucking ghost assholes on there that would record the ghost voices. Yeah. And you'd wake up in the middle of the night and you'd hear some background fucking mumbled fucking ghost screaming shit. There was a guest that he would have on regularly and it wasn't a George Norrie thing. It was it was a strictly Art Bell thing. And this guy would call in. He had like a Scottish or Irish accent. I can't tell it too apart. But it, it was definitely somewhere from Great Britain. I don't know, man. And this guy would call in and he had a very deep voice and he would read these ghost stories. In this like Scottish accent, and this dude, you know who I'm talking about? I'm trying to think. This dude was the creepiest man I have ever heard speak, and he would tell these stories. And Art Bell, he, you know, he'd end the story, and Art Bell would, there'd be a couple seconds of dead air, and then Art Bell would come back and say, "And with that, well, yeah, well, like." What? <laughs> that motherfucker played it great too. That fucking pause, oh, and then like man. when you think shit was disconnected or whatever. Yeah, um, you're like, wait a minute, what just happened? Well, you do remember <laughs> when? Uh, do you do? Did you ever hear the call about the dude flying into like? Um, why I say total bit is the dude that was flying into Area 51. Do you remember that? Oh, I remember it. Yeah. Do you remember though, like in the thing that? Oh, somehow 
he art got taken off the air, and in the <laughs> middle of it, they start playing like his fucking stupid fucking you know his music, his seventies fucking ABBA music. Dancing Queen starts playing, and he's like, "Oh, we must have been taken off the air." And yeah, you're like, the, oh fuck. You, you knew, the, and when he would talk about it, oh yeah. No, but you're like, oh fuck, am I in trouble for listening to this shit? Yes, you know. Yes, you would, and I want to say that I want to say that my mom would actually tell me that because over time she knew what I was doing. She knew that I was listening to it, and I told her what it was, like, when I wasn't grounded and she wasn't mad at me. Well, I told you, like, um, that part of it was me, like, playing Nintendo and, like, listening to that shit late at night. And we'd be remiss if we don't bring up Art and Y2K. Yeah. That fucker had me freak the fuck out over Y2K, uh, dude. I think everybody was. Be, be, no, that was, like, the first New Year's of me being of age or whatever where I didn't drink. Like, I'm like, I'm gonna be sober. This shit goes down. Fucking shit, cars start going crazy, driving through the fucking house, whatever. I'm fucking going to be sober. I'm going to be... And, like, I stayed up, like, vigilant that fucking night. And what was funny is, like, this is a time where we were we were playing basketball all the time. And we would play... We would go down to Grissom Park at, like, 3 in the afternoon, mm-hmm. play till the lights went out, and half the time be there till midnight. Like, we'd, we'd run Damn. in full court games fucking 8 hours a day. And, or if not, we'd get off at 10 and, like... A lot of fucking basketball, Fuck dude. yeah, it was, dude. God I damn. fucking dropped 100 fucking pounds in God, about a I, fucking... I bet you did. Eight hours about, a day? What the fuck? Dude, I'm serious. We'd get right out of school, <laughs> go home and eat a snack, throw your shit in a fucking house. The image of, like, white man can't jump is coming to mind, like, with bike shorts and little hats. Oh, we were definitely fucking... We went and saw that shit, like, a fucking... Took a fucking group dude from no the No way! Are you kidding me? Dead serious. <laughs> oh, my God. Dead fucking serious. You weren't playing around. And um, well, we went and saw that as a fucking group. That was like a fucking group fucking field trip. That and what was the movie with fucking Blue Chips? Blue Chips. And he yes. got game. Not he got game. No, no, no. Above the Rim. Above the, the Rim. Fucking, Leonardo DiCaprio? No, it was like Tupac and fucking some shit. I can't remember. But like that was group fucking the basketball dudes. All of us fucking went. <laughs> and uh, but like because my buddy Mike lived like because there was a canal between where we lived and Grissom Park. Yeah. Well, he cut his fence out so we could fucking, like, we'd go home from school, grab something to eat. He'd go to his house. He lived further down the street. I'd grab something to eat. He'd grab something to eat. We'd meet at his house, walk through the canal, hop over the bridge, over the fence. We're at the park until fucking minute. So what we would do is we'd go hang out there all night, and my buddy Steve, he'd come over and we'd play, like, it was Mortal Kombat and on Super Nintendo or regular Nintendo and NBA Jam and shit like that. And he'd come over, and I got him, like, we started listening, like, I'd have it on while we were playing Nintendo, and at first he's like, what the fuck is this shit? That motherfucker was about to freak out by the time fucking Y2K came out. He'd like, dude, one night we got drunk, and so I don't know what fuck I'm gonna do. Like, he's like, it's fucking over, dude. Like, I'm just like, get some fucking water, dude. Like, you know. It was weird. I remember I was 17, 18, well, no, I was about to be 18, and I remember I was a dad. I was a new dad, and it was 2000. Nope, I'll take that back. She hadn't given birth yet, and I was worried that the whole country was going to shut down, and my girlfriend was going to be giving birth, and we'd have to give birth like in There's our no power. Bedroom. There's no electricity. No exactly. gas. Exactly. Exactly. I was worried about it because, see, during those times, you know, I when I would go out partying on the weekends and driving my truck with people. I wouldn't listen to Coast to Coast with people in the car, but as soon as I dropped people off or I was driving home by myself, you best believe that shit was going from CD player to AM. What was funny is, like, 
like we were the first couple nights at my house, we were, we were playing video games, and like he's like, "What is this shit?" And it's like, "Whatever." And then one night he's gonna come over and we're gonna go play games in your house. Yeah, cool. I get in his car, and it's on, and I'm like, "Oh, bitch!" <laughs> no, but, it was cool because I had a lot of friends that listen. I remember actually, my friend, I got buddies who I that was like like uh, when you found out like. If you were like the last dude to still play with toys or whatever, and you're like, like you're like, no, dude, I'm like, I only like girls and yeah. like beating off and yeah. fuck toys. Those are for fags. Like when you were like at school, penthouse magazine, bro. Right, and then you went to your buddy's house, and he had like the whole fucking Castle Grayskull He-Man and the fucking mask <laughs> toys, and like you're like, well, fuck, I can't make fun of him because I got all the fucking Star Wars <laughs> shit in my fucking room. I remember Coast to Coast actually was a good conversation starter, and probably. Forced a lot of friendships upon me because I had friends of friends. Well, we were in the know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is before Facebook. These faggots don't know what's going to happen. I'm fucking, you know, when that shit in 1999, that fucking flips over. Fucking, we're in. I'd be at at house parties in the backyard drinking beer and smoking weed and conversations would get started. And I'd be like, yeah, man, you listen to Coast to Coast too? And they'd be like, yeah, bro, you listen to Coast to Coast? I'd be like, yeah, I do. And I suddenly I became friends with people like Coy and Dan and Ian and but all then these you people. Know, but then you know, like the other people at the party, like oh, this fucking weird. But I always wondered though, how did you get? And to this day, I don't know. Like, what was their story? How did you start listening to Coast to Coast? Because this was before, really before the internet was big. This was before they were advertising it. You know, you stumbled onto it. You know, and like it's really weird. Like, I want to know how a lot of people. And if you're listening right now, comment below when we post this. Like. When did you start listening to Art Bell? Because I always wondered, like, when these were cool kids that were that I was hanging out with, and, and a lot cooler than I was at the time. And I was like, how did like how are these motherfuckers listening? You know what's fucking good too is like my thing, and I still to this day will do it. Like, you go fishing out of the aqueduct, and on the nights with like no moon or whatever, it's dark as yeah. That's got to be weird. Fuck. Those are there. always the stories that you hear about people getting sucked up by aliens, though, man. But yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I was gonna say. You're out there, and it's fucking dark as shit. You can't <laughs> see your hand in front of your eyes, and you just see fucking stars up in the sky. Those little and, tiny white ones that are moving. Here's some fucking asshole, you know, and fucking talking about you know, not to mention you got creepy monsters underneath the fucking water, whatever. And you get some asshole talking about fucking alien abduction or fucking, you know... For me, that was it for me, dude. What was the one topic? Because I got to get going to work soon. What was the one topic for you that was like... That got you... Not the most scared, but the one that had you like looking over your shoulder when you went down the hallway at night. Like, like what was the Tanya, one talk? Then fucking the fucking ghost voice, the fucking demon voice of shit, dude. Like, oh, really? The voices fuck with me. Like, I... See, for me, it was the aliens, man. It was something about the aliens and... Well, that in the Area 51 shit, and the heart, like, that kind of freaked me out. And that was bringing you back to a kid, like, when the day before, the day after tomorrow came out, like, with nuclear war, like, that there's this fucking ominous, you know, ominous threat over your head, like, where there's nothing you can do about it, and everybody's conspiring against you, and do you just live, or do you try to breathe against it? And then you hear, you know, that fucked with me a little bit, but I'm telling you, just... fucking demon voice assholes it was the aliens for me my favorite guest was malachi martin and and the exorcism stuff because it was that was something that was like real and tangible to me you know it it dealt with my faith and everyone in my family believed in that and i'm like wow this is very real but the alien thing was a part of i mean you look at the sky like you were saying at night and it's just all these stars and you hear these stories and you i you know 
from a very young, young age, man, I was going and looking up, you know, stories and going and if I went to the library, as my mom would take us to the library when we were like in junior high, I'd go to like the paranormal section and I'd look for oh, that yeah, shit. I had all the ghost books. You know, because it was like this was real that to me. It's like this is something that's probably real. And it scared the shit out of me. I'd listen to this as a teenager and then wake up in the middle of the night and have to go piss. And every light went on. My, I mean, from my bedroom to the bathroom, every light switch I walked by went on because I'm like, is this shit real? It, but it got me thinking. It got me kind of interested. I grew out of that. I mean, I still don't do it. But, but it, Coast to Coast for me was it got me. It really kind of pushed me into this realm because... Now I can talk about things. See, I would listen to it now, like any of it, but I would still, in the back of my mind, like, I don't want to be playing that fucking Demon Boy shit because I know I'm not going to sleep that well. Like, I'm going to hear that shit in my sleep, dude. Like, and there's something, that, because it's a pitch, you get that voice because then they start playing it backwards. And I know it's my subconscious mind going, what the fuck is that? Like, yeah. you know, it's like somebody speaking backwards. Yeah. And you're yeah, like, well, yeah. what the fuck is that? And you're like, yeah. it's just those weird sounds that I don't like. So when I started dating Libby, my wife, we, I take her home a lot, at, well, all the time. I take her home, and we would park out front of her house, and I got her listening. I remember the first time I, I listened to it, and I told her, I said, "Have you ever heard Coast to Coast?" And she's like, "No, what is it?" And I, and I played it, and it was it wasn't Art Bell. I think it was George Norrie, but we would listen to it. That was a that was a thing of ours. We would sit in front of George her house. George Norrie, you know what it is? He's a little smartassy. It sounded well. He's a little more. High flu like him and Art didn't get along. Well, because how I mean, he knew he'd never be Art. You know what I'm saying? I mean, well, Art that and they wanted to change some stuff, and him and Art. Um, I was gonna, I I was gonna look, I was gonna look for it, but I'd have to go out in the garage and dig for it, and I was gonna show it to you. But I have Art's first book autographed. Yeah, you were me. telling me about that. That's fucking so cool. Because I met him at a fucking book signing. That's so cool, man. Locally, Vegas, and um, I was gonna fucking. Like, I, if I would have found it, we would have probably videocasted or whatever, and I was going to pull it out at the fucking end. But, yeah, dude, it, like, I'm that shit, just a big, my wife, like, when we first got together, I'm like, I'm like, I got two quirks here. <laughs> There's two things you need to know about me. Don't worry if you get Spider-Man. No. <laughs> no, um, there's going to be a fan on in the bedroom. And there's going to be this fucking weird radio show that you're going to probably hear some shit. And this is back in the day before fucking earbuds. Like, not to this day, I go to sleep with a pair of earbuds in my ear every fucking night listening really? to a podcast. That's crazy. That's crazy. I, I can't do that. I got to be like listening to my surroundings. No, I, I'm, I'm like, worried to go to sleep. No, I kick them out of my ear and I'll fucking like, they're right. not in there when I fucking. No, I have to, like, my mind has to slow down. Yeah, it's a good Because I'm do ADD it. as fuck. And so I'll be it. like, if I'm sitting there looking at staring up at the ceiling at night, I'm like, oh, we could be doing this and this. And that's when I get up and this motherfucker's shampooing the carpets in the middle of the night, the fucking <laughs> carpet, like like a fucking meth addict, dude. Like, <laughs> Oh, man. No, I mean, that's what gets you through the night, man, is, is Coast to Coast and Art Bell. And he will be missed. I think what he started, I would say that if you look at the podcasting world and the conversations that are going on on webcast, like, over it, for the most part, at Kerncast and places like Canoodle and other studios that are st standing up. Art Bell changed the conversation. It wasn't like, okay, we're going to talk about the Republicans and the Democrats and 
government politics and this, that, and the other, or sports. No, we're going to talk about an eight-foot-tall hairy man walking through the woods of North Chupacabras. America. Chupacabras! Nobody heard about fucking Chupacabra and now fucking skunk apes or and, whatever. Right, until he came around. I mean... Mel's hole. We're going to talk about the possibility of a Planet X in our solar system that doesn't orbit like the rest of us. This fucker orbits in an elliptical orbit, and we're going to have this guy on who says he has evidence. See, those are things that Art Bell did, and he brought you in. Well, even that is imagination. Well, what the fuck is an elliptical orbit? Well, let me see here. You know, right? Like, exactly. I didn't even know what that was. What's an elliptical orbit? You know, and so you you start listening to these topics, and you listen to this man and and what he built. And I would say that he was probably one of the founding fathers of what we find ourselves doing today, man. Well, modern and. and what well, he, founding fathers of this of this the modern like era because he basically what he did was old fashioned storytelling like that basically if you think about it goes back to the 1920s with storytelling on the oh, radio when radio first started War of the Worlds type stuff yeah and he would talk about that a lot which is the most brilliant bit ever that War of the Worlds shit is great now let me say um, we said that like we'd love to do a show like that but we're not but now if somebody wants to fucking forward the money where we could quit working and fucking like be up all night doing this shit I'm in I'd do it in a heartbeat oh and, fuck but we'll fucking it, sit here with seance candles and fucking try to cast demons and shit. I don't give a fuck like I'll get drunk as shit every night I know where we can go to do it um, it's it's interesting man because I would love to do something like that but then you gotta be careful I mean I think what Art Bell did is that he he started something where you don't really necessarily have to copy exactly what, what Coast to Coast was that he started. And he, I think he encouraged you to, to get the conversation going, have honest discussions, and question everything in your own way. So, well, the fact is it's bullshit. Like, you're just bullshitting and like, what if and fucking like, you know, what if? And then the theories come out of that and, you know, there's... That's like what he didn't tell anybody that they were stupid or wrong or whatever. Like, there's no such thing as a dumb question or a dumb, you know, well, yeah, there are dumb. But it's just, let's have the conversation, you know. It's it's cool. and It's cool and it's different, and I think that's And it's the time of night for it because you're fucking half tired and your mind's a little loopy and goofy anyway. Or you're trying to stay awake. that's what we've been doing, man. Like, that's what we've been doing since our existence began. You know, sitting around fires with our backs to the great unknown. I mean, we were sitting there behind fires and there well, the were wolves are fucking right in the trees exact, looking at you. Exactly, man. And telling stories about ancestors and the stars and I mean, well, just looking up and just, going, "What the it, fuck is all this?" What is this exactly? And it's just it's normal, it's what we do. We've kind of lost that with technology and and all the different fucking aspects of life that hit us, but I, I'm proud to say, man, that, that I, I'm a huge fan of Art Bell. It's an honor to have uh, heard him in his life. Because think of how many people aren't going to know what it was like to hear him. He's 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 going to live forever because we've saved his voice digitally. But how many people are going to say that they've never heard him live? You know, well, what I'm mean? getting my like I'm my kid. I'm getting my kid into that shit too. Like, and that's why I think you know my closing statement on this show is 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 don't take anybody for granted in your life man that has influenced you in any way shape or form without Art Bell Randy and I probably wouldn't have never I don't want to say we would have never met but I mean we wouldn't have the amount of drive that we I would say have. that we probably would have never met because then I wouldn't have fucking like started listening like talk radio as much in general and yeah that's true all down. it's probably true it's probably true I mean that was me I, you know I look at it like maybe I was supposed to get in trouble so much as a middle school high school kid because had I not if I was just some angel kid going to bed at 9 o'clock every night I wouldn't have bothered turning my radio on, you know. So I 
everything happens for a reason and don't ever diminish or devalue something that happens to you good or bad because you never know wh where it will lead and with that you know I, I wherever he is among the stars and wh whatever you believe in I think Art Bell is definitely going to go down as one of the icons of our time and it's an honor to have been his fan it really is just to listen just to listen man and just to get scared Get the uh, living shit I'm telling you, dude. I, there's there was episodes of that fucker that I fucking. There's no movie that has fucking scared me like like and. Well, because it leaves your mind. Well, yeah, I'm you're, looking at the ceiling and then I'm fucking like because you're like, well, no, you're watching a movie and you go, well, that blood is dog shit. This fucking yeah, how fake. This is bullshit. You know, nice scream, stupid. You know, no. I think you're gonna tie something to the end of this. Right, you're gonna tie like a clip or something. I might saying? put the Nori thing on the that you know him announcing it or something. But if you're listening to this and you've never listened to maybe Art we'll just Bell, call it Dancing Queen and we'll fucking make out at the end. <laughs> if you've never listened to Art Bell or Coast to Coast, I encourage you go on YouTube right now and just search out. Or you want Frantic Caller? Frantic Caller. I'll Frantic, put it on yeah, there. Fuck it. Okay, there you go. He, Randy's gonna attach Frantic Caller to the back of this show, and you're gonna listen to the one. It now imagine yourself. I was. In middle school, 13 years old, listening live to this go down. Scared the living shit out of me. And from that point forward, I was like addicted. I was hooked. There were literal monsters and government entities and aliens and secrets out there. And I wanted to know every night where that shit was going. So. And if we get enough feedback on it, like, I'll, I'll find some more and dig them up because I found a pretty good Reddit site where we can post like a lot like that's giving me ideas of shows that like yeah. I was remembering as I've been going through them and we'll we'll post them and all that shit and be cool yeah and uh, you know we'll, we'll be getting back at it you can find Randy and Lionel every morning at the lead off every Thursday every morning Thursday. every Thursday morning on the lead off and I'm every Wednesday ish you know ish. both of us ish uh, yeah, yeah ish uh, you know we, we enjoy doing that over there and, and it's, it's a huge Huge part of and we're trying to iron out our schedules to give more content. And <laughs> yeah, we work, man. We have to pay our bills. I got a three-year-old, a one-year-old. I'm yawning right now. I'm fucking low on sleep. I know. I'm the same. I think I got two hours tonight. Um, and two. Uh, and you know, we want to give more content, and we will. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, we're out there. You know how to get a hold of us. I'm on Facebook, Chad Garcia. You can find Randy out there. You want to give him your name? No, <laughs> Randy Stevens. Randy Stevens. You guys know. Who. I, I gotta watch myself because I tend to. Oh, we go out on this and. Yeah. Let's just end this from the kingdom of Bakersfield. <laughs> Chapman and Randy out. Online, you're on the air. Hello. Hello, Art. Yes. Hi. Um, I, 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 I don't have a whole lot of uh, time. Um. Well, look, let's begin by finding out whether you're using this line properly or not. Uh, Area 51. Yeah, um, that's right. Were you an employee or are you now?
not what they claim to be. Uh, they have infiltrated a lot of uh, uh, a lot of aspects of, of of the military establishment, particularly the Area 51. Uh, the, the disasters that are coming, they the, the military. I'm sorry, the, the government knows about them, and there's a lot of safe areas in this world that they could begin moving the population to now are but they're not doing they're not doing anything they are not they want the major population centers wiped out so that the, the few that are left will be more easily controllable discharge
just simply fail, a massively fail, like a massive heart attack of some kind. And so we have gone to a backup system to get the signal to you right now, and I presume it is getting to you.